No, get petty. I'm not, I'm not here for this. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try and be petty just for you. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> this is Everything Hurts and I'm Dying, the podcast to remind you that health and fitness is for everyone. It doesn't have to be miserable. You're allowed to enjoy yourself. Join me, your host, Julia Krause, as we navigate together through the world of toxic fitness, six-pack abs, Instagram booties, and no days off to find real human experiences. Our world is different. It is inclusive and accessible. It is fun and challenging. It is friendly and supportive. It is open, real, honest, vulnerable, and brave. Everyone's journey of health and fitness is different, as it should be, and I'm here to help you along on yours. Welcome. You belong here. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Everything Hurts and I'm Dying, season two. Yay! Oh my god, we made a whole first season and now we're on the second season. This is oh very god. exciting. I didn't know it was season two. <laughs> I've just Great. decided that it's season two this morning. <laughs> Tony doesn't know it's season two either. Thanks. <laughs> I'm here with our lovely editor, whom you remember from season one. Tony. Tony, say hi. Hello. Oh, no, still haven't seen me, but... <laughs> you can just pop your head in front of the camera. <laughs> Not and today we are joined with the absolutely fabulous, amazing, incredible Miss Faye Jordan. Hi, Hi. Faye. Why don't you introduce yourself for our team? Um, yeah, so I'm um, I'm Faye, and um, I do a lot of powerlifting mostly. Um, <laughs> just a little. Yeah, and uh, I, I suppose it's always hard to do this introduction thing because. Uh, as a sports person, I don't like to define myself by my sport. So if I say, hi, I'm Faye and I'm a powerlifter, then to me that seems a little bit fake because I'm so many other things as well as that. Um, you know, I'm a mum, I'm a university student currently, I used to run my own business, um, I, you know, I have a great family and things like that. So I'm all of those things as well as um, a powerlifter, which is primarily why we're here. <laughs> I mean, we can be here and just chat about whatever you want to chat about, to be fair. We, but... we can talk about powerlifting, we can talk about all sorts, I don't mind. I feel like the audience would be relatively, we're kind of like a health and fitness podcast, mm. but if you just want to talk shit, we can talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So I'm very happy Faze here. Uh, we are going to be talking today about some hard lessons learned. Um, a little bit about her experiences, because she's had how many years now in the in the industry? Well, in the industry, um, 20-odd. 20 20-odd 20 years. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I qualified as a um, gym instructor when I was 18. Oh, my God. And I'm now 40. So, um, yeah, 22 years. Uh, there's been some gaps here and there. Um, yeah. Some intentional, some not. But uh, <laughs> they, you know, it's been a while and uh, definitely a journey. I feel like you're one of the more experienced people that we've had on so far, so I'm really excited to learn from your knowledge, and hopefully everybody else is as well. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, Faye, how's your week going? What are we, like, focusing on in our training? Uh, well, this week is a, one of my favourite weeks. I'm off programme. Wait! Yeah, I know, right? Me too! Are you? Oh, it's yes, fun. I love it. Hi, bud. Awesome. So, last week, I was meant to compete at the Bucks Championships, um for my university uh, so I'm on a sports scholarship and I have to compete at Bucks for that unfortunately Wait, what are Bucks what are Bucks um, British University and College uh, something <laughs> sports scholarship uh, yeah super anyway. duper <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, anyway Bucks uh, which is the British um, College and Universities Championships for um, British powerlifting and I'm meant to compete in it unfortunately there was an administration error from my uni um, and I didn't get in um, which was a bit of a shame. So uh, I decided to max out anyway. 
Oh, strong. So uh, right. my coach and I um, had a chat, and he was like, well, do you want to max out? Like, you, we've, we've done peaked. this. You may as well peak. Let's continue. So we did. Um, so I just did it in the gym, which was uh, fun, and it was nice to see where I was at, because I don't compete raw very often. Nice. And so, yeah, did that, and hit some PBs, which was awesome. I mean, it would be in better if they'd actually counted and yeah. been on the platform. But And so this week, he just said, you know, have a have a do what you want, just get your feel back into it, and then we're going to be moving forwards next week to prep for the European equipped um, or European Masters equipped, which is at the beginning of July. So nice. I've just been dusting. I've been training my kids. It's been great. So they're they're on Easter holidays. So we've been training together, and like me and two of my kids had a bench press session yesterday. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was or no Tuesday. Sorry, it was great, and it's just been really nice to spend some time with them and not be having to do anything too regimented. So nice. How old are your kids? Um, my oldest is 17. Um, he's been away uh, with some friends for the last couple of days. Uh, but the two that I train with are my middle one, who is, uh, he's 15 in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and my little girl, who is 11. Oh, Hi, girl. Yeah. I see you, baby. <laughs> she loves you. <laughs> I love her. Oh, my God. We're just going to be best friends. I just, yeah. I'm so here for, like, girls in the gym, right, and starting them early. Uh, one of the other trainers at our gym, his daughter, who's about eight or nine, mm-hmm. came into the gym, and I just made sure that she felt like it was the place for her. Like, yeah. I have such a soft spot for little girls in the gym. I'm like, come, it's a safe space. Yeah. You belong here. Like, oh, if you tell me about any girls in the gym, I'm, I'm just, I like, Well, that's something I've done so much work with in the past. Like, I used to coach, um, I have junior powerlifting clubs, and we started oh, yeah. these kids from six. And we had got them lifting broom handles and stuff, and that's how all of my lot started out. They've grown up in gyms because I, you know, I ran gyms for their entire childhood, mm. and I, I mean, still in their childhood, I'm, I'm not running gyms anymore. But they've just grown up in that environment, and they just know that that's what they can do, and it's cool. And I'm like, I'm gonna now I have a gym at home, and I'm like, I'm gonna go out and train, and they're like, oh, can I come with you, mum? And I'm, the answer is never no. Oh. Like, occasionally if I had some if it was on a rush I might say look I'm rushing today mm-hmm. maybe we'll train again tomorrow but generally the answer is yes because I, I love training with them so. oh, what's some like what's some advice that you have for some parents who have kids I don't know between the ages of like 8 and 16 who like want to get their kids involved or if their kids want to get involved what's some advice you have for parents so there, there's a huge myth um, that strength training is bad for kids and it stunts their growth mm-hmm. Um this is really interesting where this myth comes from, actually. Yeah, I want to talk about this. I with researched you. it, okay, um, because I wanted to see what if there was any truth in it, and mm-hmm. if you know if there's any things that I should be thinking about whilst I'm training children. And the myth actually comes from um, years ago when kids worked on farms, and they it was the kids that the working class kids that worked on farms that tended to be smaller, okay. and they said it was the heavy lifting that stunted their growth. Interesting. What they failed to um, consider was that these kids were malnourished as well yeah yeah <laughs> and that's actually where the stunting of the growth has like now been shown to come from Interesting. and it's one of these myths that just uh, went through like decades and decades of um and came into even modern day people still believe this i'm not gonna lie it crossed um, my mind as well when i saw that like young kids lifting yeah and like, it's Ooh, is it, that good for them it, yeah and it's, it's just absolute rubbish i mean if you really get into the science of it you look at how the bones grow you've got the epiphyseal plates that in that make bones you know that's where the you know the bones like grow from mm-hmm. and they it, and damaging those yes can stunt growth if so if, but a kid could do that playing football yeah. They could do yeah, that doing fair. anything. Yeah. Um, a, a bone break in that area of the bone is very hard as a kid to do because the bone is so spongy there mm-hmm. that to break it is, is quite difficult, you know. <laughs> <Choke>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you, it's, 
it's very difficult to damage it, but if you did damage it, then yes, it could stunt growth. However, like it's not likely to happen lifting weights. It's more likely to happen doing playing a sport like rugby or football or something like that. I never thought about that because like I I didn't grow up weightlifting or anything of the sort. I do now as a thirty year old woman. Um, but as a child, Jesus, you couldn't get me off the sports field. I was always playing soccer. Thank you very much. Or baseball <laughs> or karate or like whatever. You were always running around playing basketball and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. why would that be any different, I guess, from weightlifting or powerlifting? Exactly. And if you think when you run, I, I think it's um, said that five times your body weight goes through your legs when you run, that impact. I've never seen a kid squat five times their body weight. I wish <laughs> you know? I could squat five times my body weight. I would be setting some yeah. world records, baby. <laughs> and and the, the running is on, on un, uneven ground. It's in multidirectional. Whereas actually you're just standing still lifting a weight. Uh, how bad can that be? And as long as it's done right, you know, anything can be bad if it's done wrong. Yeah. Um, but if it's done right, it's great. And, you know, my kids are strong for it. They're confident for it. And the kids that I've trained in the past, uh, they have this, you know, this level. There's a, there's one of the lads, I, I still train him, actually. And he started with me, I can't remember, he must have been eight or nine. And he's a rugby player. Um, and he's, you know, but he wasn't the most sporty of kids other than that. He played rugby, but he was never the most you know, athletic of kids or anything mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. And he came into the gym and trying to get his movement patterns right was quite difficult to start off with. But he's now training. He's 16 years old mm. and he's still training and he's still loving it. He has the confidence to walk into a gym and to be able to know what he's doing. Yeah. And I can write him a programme and I, yeah, okay, if there's something a little bit different, I might have to show him what to do. But mm-hmm. he has the confidence to walk in. We were in the gym the other day. Great gym. I, I love training there. Um, and I took him in there just to show him the place, really, because they've just moved house, yeah. and I wanted to show him the venue. And he, yeah, he, he was training with me for a little bit, and then he just went upstairs into the bodybuilding area. And was like, I'm gonna go play with the toys, <sighs> and it's great to have to, to know that that confidence. Been oh, built. as a 16 year old boy as yeah, well, exactly. And it's so. And then my son was with me as well, my 15 year old, and he went upstairs. And he was like, oh, I'm gonna go upstairs and play. I love it. And just, um, uh, I didn't have my daughter with me then because I wasn't sure if they allowed the younger ones in. I think mm-hmm. they do, but. Uh, just have that confidence to just go. Ah, cool. I'm not doing. It's it's, it's definitely great. it's definitely something to like drive home to the parents and stuff when your kids like just thinking about my own journey and how much confidence I had after lifting and stuff. It just being under the barbell just breeds confidence, and that doesn't matter if you're 40. It doesn't matter if you're 30, or it doesn't matter if you're 20 or 10. I feel like that confidence will still come no matter what. Um, so if your kids are looking to get a bit more involved into lifting, uh, we say go for it. Yeah, do it. Like If they want to do it, just make sure the person that's coaching them knows what they're doing. Yeah, that's um, true. Find a good coach. <laughs> yeah, find a good coach. Find somebody that understands training kids and then let them do it because it's going to help them with their confidence. It's going to help them with their other sports that they may play. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't play other sports, it's something that they can do. Yeah. My oldest son isn't a sporty. And he wrote me a blog years ago. He must have been about 13 or something at the time, maybe younger. And it was about why I like going to the gym, but I don't like PE at school. Oh. And it pretty much was like, he said, because it doesn't matter in the gym. Everyone's everyone's supporting each other. He liked the atmosphere. I mean, he'd only ever been in one of my gyms, which is not a commercial style gym. It was a very um, niche kind of strength and conditioning place. Yeah. But he enjoyed being there because he felt comfortable in doing what he was doing. He enjoyed the exercise, but he didn't like doing the team sports and stuff at school. He didn't yeah. like the, the ridicule you got. He didn't like the 
um, you know, the pressure that you were under at yeah. school to perform. Whereas in the gym, it didn't matter. It's just you, yourself, it's a, and you. Yes, yeah, and you, you. Oh, you're going for a PB? The entire gym gets behind you. You've got national level people there. You've got people that are lifting like hundreds of kilos, and then you've got a kid lifting 50 kilos, and he's. Like it's everyone the same is celebrating that. Yeah, yeah everyone it's the same is celebrating it. Yeah. And that is something that is great to get kids into because they under they're they're with adults yeah. and yeah. they're being celebrated on an equal playing field. And that is amazing. And yeah. they're not doing drugs. Yes, and that and you're keeping them off the streets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. which is great. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I love that. Well, we will take a break in a second, but I do love that that um a lot of people don't necessarily understand this in the world of weightlifting and powerlifting and just lifting. Um, people's personal bests are exactly that. It's their personal bests and they are celebrated whether they're 500 kilos or five kilos, they are celebrated the same. Um, I celebrate your bench press just as much as you celebrate mine, just yeah. as much as we celebrate yours, Tony. Like everybody's personal bests are the best that they can personally do. And you don't have to compare like it's all good. And I just wish like more people who are outside of the lifty community understood that because that would get them involved into the yeah. lifty community is that you don't necessarily have to deadlift, you know, 500 kilograms to belong. Like you just come in and then you do the best you can with what you got. And that will be celebrated across the board by everyone. Yeah. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We are here with the amazing powerlifter extraordinaire, equipped champion, <laughs> and strength training mastermind, Faye Jordan. Faye, um, one thing that we have on this podcast is the concept of find your why. So it's basically why you are on this path of health and fitness. You know, we've realized that in our journeys of health and fitness that working out is always more than just working out. Right. There has to be some sort of underlying motivation there. So sometimes people choose to work out so they can keep up with their grandkids. Um, I personally love to like go on hikes with my family and just like I'm strong enough to like do things that I need to do, like pick up my couch or whatever. And honestly, that's kind of like my why <laughs> is because I always want my body to do the things that I want it to do. So, Faye, my darling, what is your why? Okay, this is quite a difficult one because it's definitely changed throughout the years. Yeah, okay. And um, if, if we go back to where my love for sport and everything came from was in my childhood. And I, I've always been sporty and I've always enjoyed that from a really young age. As soon as I could walk, I was picking up a skipping rope or wanting to do gymnastics or, yeah. or something like that. So it's something that was de definitely within me anyway. But as I got older, sport was my solitude. Mm -hmm. I, and I... I I'm not going to go into you know my my childhood particularly, but um, it wasn't the always ideal, mm -hmm. and sport was always a safe place. Nice. And one thing my dad always did as well is he always um, he told me when I got older that one of the reasons he took me to so many sports clubs was to try and keep me on the straight and narrow. Nice. <laughs> so go back to like, keeping your kids off yeah, the streets. Yeah, keeping your kids <laughs> off the streets. My dad literally did that. He he took he would do everything. At, um, you know, we used to go and play badminton and squash and go running and things like that together at the weekends, but. Also, I did gymnastics and I played rugby and um, I, I did ballet for a little bit when I was very young. And, very um, I'd love to see you doing ballet. <laughs> I, I quit when I was about seven and then did gymnastics and then I left gymnastics to go and play rugby. You know, there was a definite... <laughs> we had a transition. We here. did, we did transition. And, and things like rugby especially. I mean, I played for every sports team there was at school. I did everything. Yeah, same. Um, and 
and enjoyed it and loved it but also it was something that I it meant I didn't have to go home for another couple of hours which was also sometimes nice yeah um but rugby especially like turned into the big thing Mm -hmm. and that was I started playing when I was about 13 and I played throughout my entire teenage years and it was my life and I wanted to play for England and you know it was just that was my dream and whether that ever would have come to anything I don't know because I never quite got there yeah um and that was just taken away from me Uh, just after my 20th birthday I got diagnosed with cancer Mm. and it was that was like oh wow uh, in, in that time those those couple of years of like being in and out of hospital constantly um was i never thought about rugby really because yeah. i was too busy trying to stay alive mm-hmm. you know as you do yeah but then afterwards yeah <laughs> and then afterwards that's when it really hit me i lost the eyesight in one of my eyes my i lost the hearing in one of my ears um and my lungs are now like 50 percent scar tissue mm. and the th- i was like i'm never gonna play rugby I was t- at the time they told me I couldn't have children either, which is why my little miracles are so special to me. And, you know, they, but all of this, it was like my life went on hold. Yeah. And then suddenly I come back and I'm like, oh, I survived. Now what? Now what? Yeah. And, but I, I survived, but I was a different person. I couldn't do the things. I had to learn to walk again. I had to learn to, I couldn't go up a flight of stairs. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even do the washing up mm. without having to sit down for a break. And it was just crazy. And um, so, you know, my why then, like my why when I was a kid was to keep my mind safe and keep my body safe and keep mm-hmm. myself safe. Yeah. And to give me something to be good at and feel positive about. Mm-hmm. Then it moved into, I wanted to do exercise to get fit. Um, I tried going for a run. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, I was like, uh, this is when I could, I thought, right, I'm getting fitter. I can, I can do the stairs the, the now. The troubleshooting phase. Yeah. And I, I was like, <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna go for a run. No, 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 no. Couldn't, couldn't breathe. And it was, and that was when I think I realised that I was probably never gonna play rugby again. And that was really hard, because yeah. that I was like, well, what do I do? Yeah. And then I fell pregnant with Ash, my oldest, and which was like, wow, okay, that wasn't gonna happen either. <laughs> and um, I started doing this. Uh, uh, it was a video. Like, v- like VCR video. Okay. Um, VCR video. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I know you know, like is. an actual tape. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Back in the day. And um, I started doing this, like, antenatal um, exercise thing mm-hmm. that I think my sister had given me. And I did it religiously throughout my entire pregnancy every morning at nice. home. And, and actually what it did is it gave me, one, a routine, but also it, like, I was like, oh, I can do this. And it was like something I could do. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and, and Ash was born and, you know, things happened at home. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to train for a fitness instructor again. I'm going to redo my qualification Strong. because I wanted to read. I, I, it'd been a while and I wanted to redo it to have it fresh in my head. Um, so I redid it and got a job in the gym. And they employed me specifically to train, to do exercise referrals. So to train people with medical conditions. Nice. And that because they were like well okay you're not just a young fit fitness instructor you're young but you you know you understand these people you're you work better. with them and it was amazing <laughs> yeah it was amazing to Terrible. work with people <laughs> yes you know and to, to work with people and actually make a difference to their lives and I was going through my own recovery whilst taking them through this and it was so cool and so empowering and in that time I, I was like well I'm helping these people but I don't really know where I'm going mm-hmm. myself I, I couldn't I still didn't think I could ever play sport again but um 
I, yeah, I got into lifting weights because I, hey, you don't have to breathe too much to do this. <laughs> you know, it's great. <laughs> and that was the main issue. Is that, yes, there was a proprioception thing, like not being able to see and hear properly, but the it was the breathing thing that was the most difficult. Yeah. And it was to start off with back in the day then as well I, I was constantly getting like chest infections and like my it was always worrying that my immune system would just crash again mm. and you know it was so I had to be a little bit careful of things and well good thing because yeah. powerlifters don't do cardio so yeah. you're fine so powerlifters don't do cardio so I ended up getting into it and then and I get I didn't even get into powerlifting then um I ended up opening my first gym and it was it was this woman that walked in and I was just training. I was just enjoying lifting weights mm-hmm. for the sake of lifting weights because that's all I could do. And I'd, I'd gone through this journey of taking other people along the ride with me that were also trying to improve their health. Yeah. And so then it, that the why then was to help myself but help other people. I wanted to get back to some sort of fitness. I wanted mm-hmm. to be, I wanted to feel normal again. Yeah. And then, and then I was in the gym and I'd opened the gym with my daughter's dad and um, this woman walks in one day and she's like, hi, I'm Britain's Strongest Woman. I was like, oh, sure, yeah. You know, you know. I you didn't believe them. You know. Classic you. Like, yeah, fuck off. Totally. totally <laughs> then I got her to fill out a park you. Googled her name. She's actually Britain's Strongest Woman, right? Strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lady called Siobhan Highland at the time. Um, from this, says, this was Britain's Strongest Woman in 2011. Fun fact, like, we've learned on this podcast yeah. that very strong women are named Siobhan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and so... And she's she's training, and I'm like fangirling her a little bit as you do. And she said, "I said, oh, so when's your next comp?" She goes, "Oh, it's Britain's Strongest Woman." Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, "If it goes ahead," I was like, "What do you mean if it goes ahead?" She goes, "Oh, numbers are low, like so I don't know about like if it's going to go ahead." I said, "Where do I sign up?" Yeah, like I'll make up numbers. I'm not going to be any good at it. But I'll make <laughs> up numbers. I'll come along and do it. Start. And that and that's what got me into strength sports is like literally just making up numbers because I wanted this woman to be able to defend her title. And <laughs> I'll compete against you. Fine. Like, luckily, she was in the open weight class. I was in the under seventy fives. I think it was at the time. Oh, here we go. So I wasn't competing against her, but I was like, oh, okay, right. Turn up. At the time, there was a deadlift for reps, hundred kilos deadlift for as many reps as you can in seventy five seconds, or whatever. Okay. My current PB was hundred kilos that I'd done once. Oh, uh, yeah. Did ten reps on the day. Yay! And it was like, wow, this is cool. Oh my gosh! I was like. Oh, I like competing. That's amazing. <laughs> you know? And it was it was amazing. And I, I did quite well at the comp and end up competing in Strongman and stuff. And then through somebody I met in Strongman, I saw on Facebook one day that she had put um, this, she put a status up saying she'd done the powerlifting comp. I was like, mm. I want to do that. Literally just signed up for one. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Whatsoever. And and then it was just like, I was just kind of fuel. Then I think the why was I was fueling that natural it, like competitiveness that I'd I'd had since I was born. That athlete, that, that competitiveness. It was just I was like I can do this, That's you know. Part of and your I was, soul, baby. Exactly. I was feeling that I was feeling like never the same as what I felt on a rugby pitch, but I was feeling it. Oh. And I was like, I'm alive again. I you love know? This. And it was so and that was it. And then you know, then you kind of move on from that and I so I competed in powerlifting and I did quite well and um then it came to that you know, it's no, it, it's no like secret that I've suffered with like mental health problems mm-hmm. throughout most of my life, but especially in my thirties, yeah. I think. And I think it was just there were so many things, but anyway, it then like lifting became that. It became actually this keeps me sane. Yeah, you know, this is what I have to do to to keep things going right. It was a routine that mm. was important to me, and it was. Being able to feel strong, but now that I don't really 
mind so much about feeling strong. I like feeling strong. Who but doesn't? That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's not it. Um, the why now, I the why now is really tough because yes, probably for mental health reasons. But I think I'm again, you know, I'm a little bit past that as well. The why now is really tough because I don't actually know what it is. And I think at the time of all of those times beforehand, in the time I wouldn't have known that that's what the why was. Yeah. And it's only in hindsight that I then know what the why is. Yeah. Because uh, you look back on it and go, oh yeah, that was why I was doing that. <laughs> you know. And I think now I just, um, yeah, I, I have goals, you know, I, within powerlifting and things. But now I'm just enjoying being in it. For the love of the game, baby. Yeah. Like, I enjoy the people. I enjoy training with my kids. I've gone back to playing rugby, which oh. is amazing. I never thought I'd play again. And I went back and I went. I couldn't do... Well, this is just my competitiveness. I couldn't do the warm-up. Mm-hmm. I got a few minutes into the warm-up and I couldn't breathe. And I went back the next week. This was before lockdown. Yeah. I went back and the next week I did a bit more of the warm-up and I'm like, I'm going to do this. Mm. I just wanted to step foot on a pitch again, even if it was for the last couple of minutes. And this all came from a couple of years, like I think of a year or so before that, um, my son was playing and they had a lads and dads game um, at the end of season. And I was like, I want to go. Yeah, of course. I lasted all of about 10 minutes, maybe. (laughs) Hey, that's... And before I was struggling for breath on the sideline in a big way. And my dad said to me at the time, he said you got that ball in your hand and you look like you were home Aww. or something along those lines. He's like, you just look like, and I was like, yeah, that's what it felt like. And I realised how much I missed it. Yeah. And it was then, it kind of was niggling. It was there in the back of my head. It's like, I need to do this again. I used to dream about it. I used to, like, the fact that I never fulfilled my dreams with, with rugby mm-hmm. was, I think, some of the things that I struggled with so bad. And it sounds like a silly thing to struggle with. There are so many other things in life that have been worse. But that was something that was so difficult to be like, I never knew if I could have played for England. I never knew if I could have done these things. Yeah. And It was such a big part of your life and yeah. it got taken away from you quite abruptly. Yeah. I think no matter what that is, no matter how big or small, if there's something that means that much to you that gets then taken away from you through, because of forces outside of your control, of course that's going to hit you harder. Mm. Of course. And it, it was so, so weird. And then when I actually managed to play 80 minutes again, that was by accident. Um, we didn't have any subs, so strong, very strong. <laughs> like, uh, it was a either play eighty minutes or let your team down and make them play with fourteen. And I don't let people down like I was that. Say, but you're that you type. Know. Yeah, <laughs> just I'll, I'll just sit back, girls. Yeah. You, you carry on. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of person that you are, Faye. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I ended up playing eighty minutes, and um, yes, it's tough, and you know I still struggle mm. like with it. And I don't play rugby very often now because I don't want to get injured for powerlifting. Um, so I'm currently playing a little bit because I'm out of season with powerlifting mm. right now. So I'm just training with my local club, who the club that I played for when I was a kid, and the club that my kids play for. I'm coaching my daughter, help helping coach my daughter's team. She's got a gun on her as well. We we're and playing around with the rugby ball in your house, and I was like, "We're gonna break something." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are gonna break something immediately. Yeah. I need to put the ball down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happens. And <laughs> Um, you should see when me and my son get in the we were, we were throwing a ball across my kitchen and Izzy was sat there and she's like this is just scary this is just escalating yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know and, and rugby is like I just feel it and now I can't even though I know I, I sensibly don't play because I don't want to injure myself and I'm not getting any younger and I, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm looking at playing a game in a couple of weeks um, that'll be the only season of the game I'm playing this season and I just, I came back from training on Tuesday this week. We've been rolling around in the mud a lot. I was covered, I was soaking wet. 
and so happy. <laughs> and that's why I do it. Because Happier than a pig and shit, baby. <laughs> literally just how happy it makes me. Oh, I and love that. that, I think, is now the why. You know, if, if there is a why that I know of now, that's because it makes me happy. Oh, you know? The best why of all. Exactly. The um, whyest of the whys. Why, yeah. <laughs> why would you do anything if it doesn't make you happy, right? I love it. And that's it. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Alrighty, we're going to take a brief segue and talk about our gym beef, a.k.a. beefcake. And <laughs> Faye has just told me, what did you tell me in the break? Um, I try not to do beef. Boo. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a bit too laid back for that. No, get petty. I'm not, I'm not here for this. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try and be petty just for you. Thank you, I All appreciate right. that. Okay. Let's get some sass up in here. <laughs> um, okay, do you want to know my gym beef? Go on. Okay, so my gym beef is i don't know if i'm gonna be able to look at you while i say this <laughs> my gym beef is when um instructors automatically have their female clients do mixed grip deadlifts <laughs> straight away thank you see that's what i'm looking for it's her reaction straight away so it yeah. could just be just the barbell and the instructors are always like oh mixed grip like immediately and mm. i was like no 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 teach them overhand grip like let them at least try like mixed grip is never just the automatic answer mixed grip is out of pure desperation if you can't have enough grip strength to hold on to the bar like i what you need to do as a trainer i'm just gonna jump in and keep going on this <laughs> clearly i, I, feel I have an opinion I'll, I'll <laughs> so as it as a strength coach you want to teach everyone overhand grip because a that's the proper way to do it and b if you teach them mixed grip immediately that's going to have them develop muscle imbalances and they're just going to learn right off the bat to, like, do it in a slightly, like, skewed way. Sorry, skewed way. Not mm. skewed. Skewed. Mm. <laughs> a slightly skewed way. Um, so especially if it's, like, especially if they're just learning, have them do overhand. Um, and then, yeah, if their str- grip strength isn't strong enough, they can do mixed grip. But also that means that they should work on their grip strength. Uh, so... I, I actually agree completely. Yay, good. Um, the, and, and as also as a strength coach, I wouldn't teach anyone to do mixed grip like straight away. Thank you. Um, whether male or female or anyone. Um, because if they're a novice, then that isn't what we're looking at. We're not looking at doing max of it, like max lifting. If I'm coaching a powerlifter, for example, and they then don't mix their grip and they end up dropping the bar because they haven't, then that's a limiting factor to then getting the best out of their lift. Mm-hmm. So we would then mix the grip. Um, but And I, I personally train mixed grip, but when I first started lifting, I used to swap my grip all the time. I, yeah. I used to either do double overhand or I would swap um, either way that I do it. Mm-hmm. And I tend to will tell people, well, swap your hands over occasionally. Yeah. I, I don't anymore because I broke my wrist a few years ago and I can't underhand grip my right hand. Okay. It doesn't go like that. Which is legit. Um, so I have to do it the other way around. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think that anyone should ever teach that as an immediate thing for a novice. Thank you. Like, what, I don't understand the um, rationale behind that. Thank you. Me neither. Um, and just, uh, if you guys don't know, mixed grip is obviously where you have one hand facing one way and the other hand facing the other way. Uh, so that's, like, the, the bad grip to learn immediately. Um, what you want to learn is overhand grip, which is where both of your hands are facing yourself i guess um palms facing towards you and then you pull it up that way so that'll be easier to know on the video than it will be on the audio but i just i tried to explain it to y'all <laughs> yeah exactly and these are these it's about getting the best out of people and mm. to start off with you're trying to teach a movement pattern that the limiting factor is not going to be the grip yes because 
if somebody could lift their max what they can grip when they first start, then they're probably not a novice. Yeah. Um, you know, then that's, yeah. they've done something else beforehand. And then it depends where they're trying to go to. If they're just trying to get strong, then, yeah, you might for big lifts do that. But late, like to start off with, no. why It's just not necessary. Um, if you're trying to power lift and you're trying to get the maximum out of your deadlift, a mixed grip is stronger. Yeah, or a hook grip. A mixed grip or a hook grip are stronger. But you're not going to also teach a novice to do a hook grip. Well, exa- yeah, Why exactly. would you do that? Exactly. Because you're going to take away from what they're trying to do. They're trying to learn the movement pattern. Exactly. And do the exercise correctly. And then you can start adding in the extra bits once they can do that. So if you're listening at home, if you're having a deadlift session, if you're kind of new to the gym and you're having a deadlift session and your personal trainer tells you right away to do mixed grip, um, I hate to pull the gender thing, but I do see a lot of trainers tell their female clients this just because statistically our hands are a little bit smaller than men's hands. Fine. Um, But if they tell you to go to mixed grip right away, um, I would very much encourage you to ask them why um, and to try to train overhand grip as much as possible so you don't develop any muscle imbalances and you learn how to do the movement pattern properly there you go and i think from carrying on for that as well if you have a question about your training and you ask your coach why and they can't answer it you maybe want to reevaluate who's coaching you yeah <laughs> you yeah fair. And, and that's not me having beef as such that's just beef 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 but that's just some surely if your coach can't answer why why have they done it? Why have they asked you to do it if they don't know why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? They need to practice what they preach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, Faye, you need to get petty because there's a reason why, like, <laughs> reality TV is so popular, like, Desperate Housewives or whatever. That could be us. That could be us. Uh, it could, could be. Okay. Um, I will work on my pettiness. Good. Release okay. your inner bitch. It's fine. <laughs> I think this is something that I've learned over time, though. Like, I think years ago, if, if we were having this conversation 10 years ago, I would have been right in there. Like, <laughs> you know, I would be like, you know what? This has got me today. That's got me today. And now I'm a bit like, actually, I, t- I don't look at a lot. I don't follow. Up. People say to me, oh, do you see this person on Instagram? Do you see that person? I'm like, no. Like, I, I don't, I don't watch it. I doom scroll. Oh, yeah. I, I love a doom scroll, you know, scroll. of completely random funny stuff. You know, that is great. Um, but if it's anything that I would be judging somebody else for, that someone might look at something and go, well, they could have done that better. But that's not... Spoiler alert, it's just her looking at my videos thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, Julia, <laughs> once again. <laughs> but that... I always look at that and think, well, they can improve. I, I look at how someone could improve or they might be able to... Or I look at it from a coaching point of view and think, if I was coaching that person, what would I be telling yeah. them to do? Um, I don't tend to... You know, there's... You know, one of my friends has beef with a particular person on Instagram and I can't mention either of their names. Fight, fight, um, fight, however, fight. Blow up their spot. They, name them. They're, name pre- them they're, shame they're pretty much like, <laughs> how is this person natural? How is this person natural? Mm-hmm. And I get that. That does frustrate. implying that the person's on steroids. Yeah, by the implying way, the person is on steroids, and because their lifts have just gone up and up and up and up so quickly, mm. and it's a female athlete, and mm. it's somebody that um, is reasonably young. So yeah, but technically wise, they haven't changed particularly, mm. and their lifts have just gone up and up and up and up. Mm. And you're like, how on earth is that happening? That's not. That is either some magic or newbie games no okay not even they're not that's the thing they're not it's new. suddenly gone from being quite plateaued for a long time to suddenly going Nyom, you know mm. and you're like how do they do that and it's not 
And whether and I, I look at it from an objective point of view and go, well, you know, maybe they've just got their nutrition on point where they didn't have beforehand. Maybe they've just done sleeping better. You know, yeah, and I'm like, there are so many factors that could involve that. But my friend, they're just like, no man, I can't watch their lifts. Like, Fuck them, they're on gear. <laughs> and every time I watch it, and every time I see the this lifter, um, I, I watch the video, and all I think is. Oh no, my mate's gonna be thinking. Get this. Pop I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the beef soon. Pop off. I'm yeah, gonna bring yeah. him in here and I'll just have him bitch the whole time about this specific person. Oh, and... is it? And, and but I look at it and I think, you know what? Does that affect my life? Yeah. No. Fair. Yeah. And now I just go. I, I don't have the energy for it. I literally don't. I'm Girl, we don't tired. have the time. I'm I don't tired. have the time. I don't have the energy. I'm like, there is so much actual beef. I got three world. kids. <laughs> I'm going to uni. I'm fucking yeah. running my businesses and shit. Oh, I'm just tired. Man. <laughs> I haven't got the energy for this. Well, good thing we have our monster energy drinks. To yeah. <laughs> Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Alrighty, team. So I know that in the beginning we said that we were going to talk about the point of this whole session today was going to be about hard lessons learned. But to be honest, I've had such a great time talking to Faye and really taking a deep dive into her why that we've actually run a bit out of time to talk about the hard lessons learned. So I will make a promise to everyone in this room that we will get Faye back for another episode. And then we're going to harass you about all of the hard lessons that you've learned and really try to get as much as we can out of your amazing several thousand years of experience that you have in the industry. Okay. Would that be all right with you if we bring you back? We can do that, yeah. So we're going to take a really quick segue and we're going to talk a little bit about the LGBTQ community in powerlifting as a sport. So basically... What we want to do is, obviously, the world of lifting can be a bit gendered as it is, right? You know, we've got guys, we've got girls, and in competitions and stuff, they're going to be competing in the guys and girls categories, and there's only so much you can do strength-wise with your specific gender. Um, first of all, Faye, what's your experience of kind of LGBTQ-ness as a whole in powerlifting? Do you see a lot of it? Are you kind of part of the community there? You know, what's kind of, what have you seen in the industry? I would say that from what I've seen, and this might be through very rose-tinted glasses, is that it's it's quite an accepting community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there no one's very outspoken about it though. Okay. I think I think that's one of the things that people, you, you know, you might know that somebody is part of the LGBTQ community, um, but no one is very they don't, they don't speak a, a, about that a, a lot and. You know, from my experience, again, I don't either particularly because that's my personal life and it's nothing to do with lifting yeah. for me. Um, and I don't know if that's why because people just don't associate the two things together. Um, you know, I have um, somebody who was in my gym um, who was, or I say was, is trans and he competes in in powerlifting and in weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing guy. Um, and... Yeah, we but we would have open conversations in the gym about this because people are interested. I'm like, I'm not gonna not let this this conversation happen in my gym. I want these conversations in my gym. Yeah, I want everyone to be able to talk openly and be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And if if that can be brought into powerlifting a little bit more, that would be fantastic. Um, as far as the you know the, the the you know the gender categories go, that's a really tough one. Yeah, and I don't even know where to go on that one. What I'd really like to do is look at like from a research point of view. Um, look on it deeper to mm-hmm. be able to have a, a more informed opinion on that um, because I don't personally know enough um, to be able to give something 
from a, a decent perspective. Um, so yeah, I haven't I haven't really seen a lot with in in either a good way or a bad way. It's just okay. kind of just is really. That's good to be honest. You know? We'd rather but have it be that. As than... I say, I'm probably from a very laid back, rose tinted place here because I like to see the good in most things, mm. and therefore. I might not see the bad things if they're not put in my face mm. so much. Well, we learned previously that you're not very petty, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I struggle with the, with the being petty and the, all of that. And like I said to you before, if I'd, we had that conversation t- 10 years ago, I might well have been more petty, mm. but I think I've just learned through the, from, from being in the, in the gym business and, and through like learning from my own children. You know, they, those guys teach me so much that it's... There's more to life than getting really hung up on small things, mm. um, and just being in the moment and enjoying that moment is the important thing. Nice, and because you don't know what's coming next, and you can't do anything about what's happened. Yeah. So, you know, enjoy that moment there and then. And with the LGBTQ stuff, I've you know I've, I think I'm so in the moment that I don't I don't mind. I mean, I've had we we had a, a pride flag up at one of our events. Well, we didn't. Mm. The, it was held at the university, and it was in um, LGBTQ History Month. Um, and the only negative thing I've seen is somebody made a complaint about that flag because it was on a live stream. And being I was, in the background, yeah, like I, I was bemused, actually bemused. I was mm. like, one, the, the university had it up. It wasn't. I think it wasn't visible on one day. And the guy that was doing the live stream. Had, I don't know. It was it's just it, on the wall in the background. It was just on the wall in the background. Yeah, and the but there was displays all around the university. Yeah, which is what isn't seen. And I think that it was put, it was um, assumed that we'd put it there as a statement or something mm. like that. But that wasn't the case at all. And I think it was that presumption of, and I think it was that may well have been a a, a slight attack on me. But yeah. I was a bit like I don't care. I I don't that that person is having an uninformed like. Um, comment uh, I'm like okay you're entitled to your opinion that you're wrong I guess you, you can have it yeah if you're wrong but you're entitled to think that if you wish because you know go for it does it hurt me no am I carrying on my life yeah yeah you know so Faye and I are thinking well not really thinking we're going mm-hmm. Faye and I are going to have um our we're going to throw a competition together mm-hmm. and it's going to be an LGBTQ plus competition yeah and so what are we thinking will be like the parameters of that competition? So I think we were discussing before that, you know, that we, we, we're not going to grade people on, um, you know, people won't be in gender categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so it won't so be gendered. It won't it, be men and women's yeah. category. It but that be... means you also can't really get people to compete against each other. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be things like you, the best grind of the day will be... Yeah, um, sweet. Will be, will, ...will be scored against. Wait, describe that. What's the best grind? So, best grind. so when you, you know, you've put everything and some into a lift and it's one that gets the crowd... I was thinking as well, <laughs> I, was, I was laying in bed last night thinking about this and I thought, imagine if you had a decibel meter, right? The person that gets the crowd to make the most amount of noise. Oh, I would do, I, that. I'd would be win that. So Sorry. Cool. That's me. That's I, a girl. <laughs> you've not seen me compete. I get, I get all rowdy and shit. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> um, so, but also like the coolest socks... You know, that would yeah. be really good thing. Call us deadlift socks. Um, you know, so, so fun things like that. Things that actually, like the you know, when people are going for a PB, please let us know because we want to, like, if you're going for a PB, we want everyone to be shouting for you. We want everyone to shout for everyone all the time anyway. But yeah, true. especially <laughs> if someone goes for a PB, we want to celebrate that with them. Yeah. Um, regardless of what the weight is, regardless of the person's gender, regardless of their sexuality or anything like mm. that. 
that that to go down to the core value of lifting that pick up you the are heavy doing fucking something thing. you haven't done before <laughs> how cool is this yeah yeah and, and and go down to those like those really core values of it i love it um and take away the it's taken away the competition slightly because it's not a competition, but there are, you know, there will be prizes for um, the fun stuff. And we'll still we'll still do standard testing, I think, like the Sinclair score kind of situation. So you'll still have, like, your three lifts. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll put together, like, your total, but that will just be kind of your total. Yeah. And we, we'll still figure... I feel like we can do something with that data. I don't know what yet. But yeah, yeah. what will be the coolest thing is that it's not men and women. It's an everyone thing. So if you're non-binary or if you're struggling to fit into a gender category, if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, this would be a perfect competition for someone like you because it doesn't matter what you are. Yeah, we're not going to ask. We don't care. We don't give a shit. (laughs) Come lift. Come pick up heavy things. I don't give a shit if you're a guy, girl, gay, straight. Fucking whatever. Yeah. Pick up the heavy shit. That's yeah. all that really matters. Pretty much. Yeah, and that's, and that's just generally what lifting should be about. I and I, I get that, you know, a sport like powerlifting, in order to be where it is, and especially British powerlifting and the work they're doing to try, um, you know, getting registered um, as a national governing body and all of that, mm. they have to have some parameters. Yeah. And I, I get that. <laughs> but we don't. But, but, but yeah, we, we can also have fun on the sidelines yeah. and, in, and be more inclusive. Um, that kind of thing for people that you know might be you know struggling and not quite know where they're at with with those sort of things now so yeah love it inclusivity baby there is space for us all as always we got you (laughs) everything hurts and i'm dying (laughs) thank you guys for staying with us uh we are going to close it out now so Faye, what are a couple things you want to tell the audience before we leave them for the week um i think um from what I said before um, about doesn't matter what you're doing, um, whether you're lifting or in, you know, in just in life in general, but to be in the moment to really enjoy now because you can't change anything that's happened. You can't predict anything that's going to happen. Um, you know, you can have dreams and goals and you can have, you know, and you can also learn from what's happened in the past, but mm. you can't uh, manipulate those right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got, if, if you want to like move forwards, then learning to like be in the now and be enjoying what you're where you're at, um, is really beneficial because if you you know if you're always looking at the past or you're always just too focused on the future, you kind of you know that that um, saying like stop and smell the roses. Yeah, you, you've got to do that sometimes to then open the doors to where you're going to go because if you are so focused on one goal, you might miss other things on the way. Yeah. I think there was there was some sort of quote I, I think that I'm I'm gonna butcher the shit out of this, but it was like depression is when you're stuck in the past, anxiety is when you're stuck in the future, happiness is when you're stuck in the present. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, that's kinda of where I try to be. I love yeah. that. Good. Um and the thing that I want you guys to know is how inclusive the lifting community is. Um, it doesn't matter if you're lifting 50 kilos or 500 kilos, your personal best is exactly that. It's your personal best and it will be celebrated by everyone, uh, regardless. And so just come on down and pick up heavy things. And it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight or a man or a woman or anything along any spectrum that you want to be on. It's just about picking up heavy shit and putting it back down again. And you're just, you're so welcome in this community. And Again, talk about the kids stuff. Introduce your kids to lifting. Get them strong because strong, confident boys and girls and others uh, turn into strong and confident men, women, and others. And so, yeah, whatever gender you want to be, <laughs> lifting young is going to give you confidence uh, when you're lifting old. 
So, yeah, anything else you want to say? No, I think you summed it up brilliantly there. That was fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for staying with us. And thank you, Faith, so much. Oh, I can't wait to have you back on already. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and watching Everything Hurts and I'm Dying. I'm your host, Julia Krause. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at question or questions at ehaid.com. That's questions at ehaid.com. You can also check out our website at everythinghurtsandimdying.co.uk or ehaid.com. If you want to get a hold of me, you can check out my Instagram at trextraining20. That's at trextraining20. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your week.